0: And the Emmy goes to... And the Emmy goes to... And the Emmy goes to... Breaking Bad. Modern Family!
1: Beep! Homeland.
2: Game of Thrones. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Next Best Series podcast, where we talk about television here over at nextbestpicture.com. Yes, that's right. It's not always movies, Sometimes we do talk about television, especially in 2020 when it seems like television is all that there is to really talk about most of the time. Uh, so, the Emmy nominations are going to be announced one week from today. So, we are here to discuss what we think our predictions will be for the nominations. We'll have another podcast after the nominations giving our predictions for the winners. And then we'll have a third and final podcast after the show giving a recap of the winners and everything that happened. And boy, oh boy, there's a promise to. be a very interesting show this year due to the coronavirus pandemic that's for sure so here to join me today i have michael schwartz hello everyone ryan c showers hi everybody tom o'brien hey folks and joining us as a guest here from awards daily tv we have megan mclaughlin
3: hi hi everybody
2: hi megan welcome to the show i think this is the first time we've ever actually had you on the show
3: Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm thrilled. It's great to be here.
2: Absolutely. Very, very thrilled to have you here as well. Awards Daily TV does some of the best coverage year-round for uh, the television awards season. If you guys have not heard of them, I mean, let's face it, you guys probably have heard of them. But if you haven't, definitely check out the work that Megan and the rest of the team do over there. It's pretty phenomenal stuff.
3: Thanks so much. Thank you.
2: So, with all that out of the way... Let's dive in, shall we? Let's just cut right to the chase. We have a lot to get through, many, many categories. We're gonna first start off here with variety sketch series. Why don't we first start off hearing picks from Megan?
3: Um, I think I really think a Black Ladies Sketch show will probably get in. Mm-hmm. Um are there are only four in this category.
2: There's only four.
3: Okay. I guess probably SNL if they do it, just a check checking that box. Um and then um at home with Amy Sedaris and then um, probably I will say Sherman's showcase because I feel like that's I see that pop up a lot of places
4: okay all right Michael pretty similar I like you know SNL black lady sketch show Amy Sedaris but instead of Sherman's showcase I have drunk history coming back
2: all right
5: mm. Ryan um I have the same as Michael and Tom and I have the same as Michael
2: and I, too, have the same. So, Megan, <laughs> w- what's up with uh, the drunk history there? Uh, not, uh, not being on the list.
3: I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know, I always get emails about Sherman's showcase, and it's something I've been meaning to get around to. Um, so that's why I just kind of went with something different. Um, but uh, I'm just really hoping a black lady sketch show better get in, period, because I love that show. That's, like, my number one. I hope that, like, it gets in and wins.
2: Well, the buzz on it is pretty good. I think I think it stands a fairly good chance.
3: Yeah. I Yeah, I think so, too. I feel like it's just been building buzz. Like, the buzz is coming back now because of kind of the push they've been doing this Emmy season. Um, since it was on, like, a, almost like a year ago. But, um, yeah, I'm really hoping that one gets in. For, that's my favorite of all of them. Okay.
4: No, I mean, I've heard a little bit about Sherman's Showcase from some prediction article that I've been reading, and it's a good call. So, you know, you're probably going to be uh, right over all of us, Megan.
3: <laughs> I don't know about that. My, sometimes my predictions are a little off.
2: So. I mean, the question is, what do you drop off, you know, to make room for it? And uh, honestly, I, I have a hard time, you know, coming up with an excuse to drop off at any one
3: of these. So, Right. And like I feel like last year there was um, I Think You Should Leave, which is was um, on that was like the I think that was that was in the sketch category with um, Tim Robinson, which is like one of my favorite shows of the year. And that was like my favorite sketch show. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that one. I love that show.
2: But I, I did not see that.
3: Oh, oh, my God. It's the funniest. It's so funny. It's on Netflix. It You can watch it all in like a day. And it's really, really funny.
2: Nice. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move over to Variety Talk series here. Uh, Megan, uh, we'll start off with you again. Variety Talk series. There are five nominees for this one.
3: Uh, so I definitely think Trevor Noah is getting in. I think um, I yeah. I think actually his social distancing stuff is even is just as good as him in the studio um, last week with John Oliver. Obviously, um, um, I think I think Samantha Bee will get in, and then I think uh, Seth Meyers. Oh wait, and then am I missing Stephen Colbert? Yeah, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rounding it out there, Michael. What about you? Yeah. So I have last week tonight with John Oliver, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Samantha B. Full frontal with Samantha B. And Jimmy Kimmel Live. Now this is one less than what we had last year. They went from six to five. Yeah. So that means I'm kicking out the late Late Show. So I'm interested to see if anyone else has that.
2: I, I have your exact five, Michael. I've got Kimmel in there. Uh, Ryan, what about you?
5: I have Megan's. Oh, yeah.
4: Okay. And Tom?
5: I've got Corden in.
4: Ooh. Well, there you go. Did you yeah. kick Jimmy Kimmel out? Yeah. I was thinking about it. I really was thinking about it, but I think he's just such a presence and, in my personal opinion, the best of the three network late-night hosts. And I just think you see him, like, you know, between the Oscars and that he's hosting the Emmys and he's, you know... Definitely done a lot of great things for social causes. I think he's been more of a presence than someone like, I don't want to say more of a presence than James Corden, but I think he has more substance than Corden's show has.
0: Yeah, that yeah. I definitely agree with. Um, and I was torn between Corden actually and Seth Myers because he's had some really pointed political stuff this year and uh,
1: yeah.
0: is not really getting the notice that he should. But
1: uh, I'll, yeah,
2: he deserves yeah. to be in there. Can we have a prayer circle? Um, to just make sure that Samantha Bee gets in there so it's not just five guys.
1: I, <laughs> oh. she's get,
4: they have given her a win in the past, not in this category, but for writing for her uh, correspondence dinner special. Okay. So I think she's in the club at this point. Yeah.
3: She has a new podcast out too, so I feel like she's been kind of like trying to stay, you know, it's, it's hard right now, I feel like for late night people to stay relevant, even though they're doing the shows from like their house, but um, she's got a podcast out, so she's, still still, you know, out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think. Oh, man, I think James Corden's definitely like a, a like an entertainer and, you know, has a more engaging show, especially for a more youthful audience. But I feel like Kimmel is just a, a mainstay, you know, like he's yeah. just he's a rock, you know, maybe they'll punish Corden. That's I. I, I, I yeah. I, I mean, it's a tough call. And I just I can't see a world where Noah Colbert or
4: Oliver missed out. I doubted yeah. Trevor Noah last year and he proved me wrong. So I'm just going to keep predicting him until they decide they don't want to <laughs> nominate him anymore. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Any other commentary or?
3: I'm probably wrong with the Seth Meyers, but I feel like he's somebody that you're right, that like political <laughs> and he's saying things, too. So I kind of you guys are probably right with Jimmy Kimmel. But I agree
5: with you, Megan. So we'll oh. we'll see. Well,
3: there you go. All
2: right. Reality host time for this category. We have six nominees. Megan.
3: Okay. Um, RuPaul has to get in. Um, Yeah. The Queer Eye hosts, I would think, uh, Nicole Byer for Nailed It. Um, uh, Maybe Jimmy Kimmel for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, And then, wait, how many am I missing now? Uh, Jane Lynch for Hollywood Game Night. And one more. Um, and let's see, how about Amy, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman for making it?
2: Yeah, I, I, I feel good about that pick uh, between those
4: two as well. Um, Michael, what do you have? Yeah, very close to mine, but I actually don't have the Queer Eye guys getting in there. They didn't oh, okay. oh. last year, I don't think. I think they were snubbed last year, if I'm remembering that correctly. Who do you have? So in their place, I have Ellen DeGeneres from Ellen's Game of Games. And I know she's not everyone's favorite person and right how for good reason. There was a <laughs> big BuzzFeed article that came out uh, right after voting closed. I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> missed, a, missed a window on that one. Yeah, so I think uh, she might be able to clear the bar there and get in. But if there is someone in her place, I think
5: it's the Queer Eye hosts. Ryan? I am with Ellen and Michael, so yes.
2: Tom?
0: I'm going to go for a long shot here. I'm going to go with Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn former winners in this category for making the cut.
2: I saw your article about that too. And I, mm.
0: it's, it's, it's a, it's a real long shot because it's a first season show. I hesitate to uh, predict first season shows, but they're former winners and got, got umpteen nominations in this category. So I'm just wondering whether lazy, uh, uh, Emmy voters will just click their name off again.
2: So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go really crazy and I'm gonna say RuPaul I'm gonna do Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman Nicole Byer uh, Queer Eye hosts and Jane Lynch, so no Jimmy Kimmel no Jimmy Kimmel
1: mm.
2: I, I mean, I'm on the fence with him in the other category as well So yeah. I you know, I just don't expect he's gonna get in both <laughs>
3: Yeah, you're probably right.
2: If he does get them both, then the whole theory, Michael, of him just being like this guy that the industry just absolutely loves and he's just the mainstay, that'll hold true forever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: We'll
2: see. Any other uh, any anything else on this category?
4: No, I think it's those seven just, you know, roaming around in contention. All right.
3: Yeah. No Jeff Probst, I guess. <laughs>
2: <sighs> Competition program time. Oh boy. All right. Megan, who do you have? There's five nominees in this one.
3: Five nominees, competition program. Okay, well, I would think uh, RuPaul's Drag Race has to be in there. Of course. Um, Oh, The Masked Singer. Yes, I love The Masked Singer. Um, Nailed It, The Voice, and Top Chef.
4: I have
2: those exact same five.
4: Michael? So I'm taking out The Masked Singer, even though I know it's probably going to get in. I know it's this big sensation that uh, I don't understand for whatever reason but in its place I have American Ninja Warrior. No, yeah, that's
3: a good mm, call. I love that show, too. They've had four
0: nominations in a row.
2: Uh, Ryan,
5: I have the same as Megan.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Tom, I'm I'm uh, I took out Mass Singer and I'm going to roll the dice again with making the cut. All
2: right, I want to ask uh, Michael what what is it about the Mass Singer? Because it is very popular, like you said, but w- what's what's
4: holding you back? So, and again, just like the Ellen thing, they have their own controversy with Massinger right now, with Nick Cannon being the host and him having this whole fallout <sighs> oh, with CBS. Yeah. But again, that was after voting closed. So I'm not even attributing that to my reason of not having it in the mix. I just don't think it's, you know, if it were a field of six, sure, but I think American Ninja Warrior is, you know, more of a... I want to say more put together because the masks on the Masked Singer are pretty impressive, but I think it's just a more complete show than the Masked Singer, and I think there is you know more of a following for that.
3: I would also, even though I picked the Masked Singer, I will say that I, I double checked this; they were not nominated for this in this category last year, so they were only nominated for costumes. Um, yeah,
4: and that's a worthy so, nomination. That's the point of the show.
3: Yeah, so it's surprising that they had they didn't get in for you know, the real like the competition show. So yeah. um I don't know. I, I would love to see it get in because it is so it's so like it has such a like silly premise, but um I was entertained by it. <laughs> I guess Patty Labelle was on, you know, like yeah.
4: it it's oh, interesting. Yeah huh? oh yeah.
0: Uh <laughs> it's interesting to me though that Nass Singer is the only one where there are no audience contestants. Hmm. They're all they're all pros.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: All right. We'll see. Mm.
3: You're
2: going to hear me say that a lot on this podcast. We'll see. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All
2: right. Next up here, we have Movie Limited Supporting Actor six nominees for this category. Time to rattle off the cast of Watchmen. Megan, who do you have?
3: <laughs> um, I do think Tim Blake Nelson from Watchmen will get in. Um, and then. yeah, um, uh, Abdul-Mateen, the second for Watchmen. Um, huh. uh, I think John Turturro for The Plot Against America. Jim Parsons for Hollywood. Um, okay, I've got those ones. I think I'm going to go with uh, John Slattery for Mrs. America. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it has to wait. No, no, no. Um, no, I mean, I'm still doing that. Um, and then, oh, 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 Ray Romano for Bad Education. He has to get in.
4: Oh, good call there. Yeah. All right. Michael? That is a very good call for Ray Romano. And I was so tempted to do it. But I have Joe Mantello from Hollywood in over him. Ooh. Because to me, he was the heart and soul of that show. I think Jim Parsons gets in, too. He will probably even win the Emmy for this category. It's a very showy part. They love Jim Parsons, obviously. But Joe Mantello, he's a guy of the theater. He directs, like, every play every spring on Broadway. And he's a wonderful director. But when that guy gets to act, and you see that he is as wonderful an actor as he is a director, it's just magnificent. And I know a lot of people don't like Hollywood. But to see that show, if you come away liking anything about it, it's him.
5: All right, mm. Ryan. Um, I'm. I have the same as Michael. Um, with, with Joe Mantello, uh, I agree with everything he said. Uh, there's one memorable um, male cast member. I, um, I think it's him. Um, but yeah, I have the same. I have the same six.
2: Tom.
0: Uh, I also have Joe Mantello. The scene that on a couch sitting with Holland Taylor to me was the scene of the year. It just broke my heart with those two people. They, they were terrific. I've got Parsons, also for for Hollywood. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson for uh, Watchmen. Totoro, Slattery. And I'm going to throw in Jesse Plemons for El Camino. That's
2: it's a, a good
4: call. one,
3: too. I thought about It's a
4: that. really good call. Yeah, he's right up there. No you one's predicting. Uh, go ahead. Uh, no, Matt, who were you going to say? It might be the person I'm thinking of. Uh, Louis uh, Gossett, Jr.? He's up there also. It's a small part, but, you know, he makes the most of it and he's a real legend. And that could certainly happen. I was thinking also from Hollywood, Dylan McDermott. Oh, he was so good in that. I didn't recognize him for the first episode he was on. What about previous winner Darren Chris? Darren Chris, I think, is very good at being Darren Chris in Hollywood, but it's not <laughs> much of a part. I yeah. think everyone else sort of overshadows him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, He won for Versace if- and this is certainly not better than Versace.
3: Well What, what about, about Titus um, Burgess, I was going to say? Um, Ooh. This could be his shot to actually win for like a role that everyone wanted him to win for <laughs> in the comedy category.
5: So I actually had him getting in um, before I rewatched um, Watchmen last week. And then I, um, I added two actors from Watchmen instead. Um, but he's a good call.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to only pick... One actor from each show, uh, which I know sounds silly and pointless, but I'm hedging my bets here. Um, so I'm going with uh, Tim Blake Nelson for Watchmen, John Slattery, Mrs. America, John Taturo, The Plot Against America, Ray Romano for Bad Education, Jim Parsons for Hollywood, and Jesse Plemons for El Camino. All
5: right. Mm. Okay. So, Matt, can I ask, are you only picking one actor per show across the board, or is like a principal, or is it just in this category?
2: Uh, I might do it again later. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't
5: know if this was one of these bat Neglia rules. It's not a
2: rule. It's not a rule. It's just one of those things where I'm having a hard time, you know, justifying, honestly, any of these performances missing. You know, it's like, I, but also at the same time, I can't see a scenario where, like, three... From the same show get in i just feel like the, i and, and you know it's like one of those things where i just feel like the competition is just all over the place and i you know i look at like el camino and bad education and i do expect them to be across the board contenders um hence the nominations for Plemons and romano
4: <sighs> what about robert forrester from el camino
2: wouldn't that be lovely that would be fantastic
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: But I I don't see that happening.
0: I think this this, uh, category is just too tough to break into. Yeah. It's hard.
2: All right. Supporting actress, movie, limited series time. Megan, there are six nominees in this category.
3: Okay. I think Gene Smart for Watchmen, Mm -hmm. Uh, Tony Collette, Uzo Aduba for Mrs. America, Uh, Sarah Paulson for Mrs. America. Oh, wait. How many do I have now? One, two, three, four. Uh, Alison Janney for Bad Education, Margot Martindale for Mrs. America. So I think that's five now. Do I have five?
2: I think that was I think that was the six. Was that six? Yeah.
3: One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I did. Okay, that's it. Yeah. So I think Rose Byrne's gonna be oh snubbed for
2: for Mrs. America. It's tough. Very very yeah. tough, mm-hmm. Michael.
4: Yeah, so mine are actually a little different. I have Gene Smart for Watchmen, Tony Collette for Unbelievable, Alison Janney for Bad Education. I do have Rose Byrne from Mrs. America and then Margaret Martindale. Instead of a third actress from Mrs. America, I have Patti Lapone from Hollywood.
5: Mm. Ryan? And I have the same six as Michael. And I just love this category so, 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 so much. So. <laughs> it's
0: great. <laughs> Tom? And I have the same as Michael, too. Wow. Okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> wow. So I have Tony Collette, Gene Smart. Sarah Paulson, Allison Janney, and for that final slot, because, right, uh, that was it, right? I, I only said two one, more. two. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I got two more. Oh, well, thank God I got two. Uh, I'm going with uh, Uzo Aduba, and I am going with Rose Byrne, even though I know, oh. I know, I know, I know Margot Martindale is like royalty yeah, <laughs> to the <I> Emmys. <laughs>
3: But it could, wait. but Rose Byrne is like, they like her too, I think. Well, mate, was it the Golden Globes that liked her for damages? I always forget that, like, no, damages...
2: Did. We talked about this extensively on our Mrs. America reviews. We talked about how, basically, pretty much three of the ladies are getting into this category, most likely. Yeah. The question is just which three. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
5: I, I disagree with that now, based on, like, everything within the larger context. I think... um Patty, um, she took the third spot. Um, so I think hedging bets um, is, and only putting two in makes more sense. So,
2: well, in that case, then the two wait, hold on. So, so what are the two then that everyone's agreeing on? No one um, agreed on all two.
5: Shit. <laughs> no. So, okay. Um, uh, so, okay. We all had Tony Collette and Gene Smart, correct?
4: Yes. Correct. And Allison and Janney.
5: Yeah. And Allison and Janney. Okay. So, those three. Um. So most of us had Patty, right? Patty LaPone. I
3: didn't have Patty. I
2: did, and, and I and I don't have Patty either. Yeah. I, okay. So you that's did, right. Yeah.
5: Okay. So that's the one. Uh, that's like the one that you guys are flip flopping with. So I have Mar- Margo and I have Rose.
2: Sarah Paulson's
4: got that showcase episode though.
5: Yeah. I the la- second to last yeah, episode, and that's the
4: thing. It yeah, it's right toward the end, and if you didn't make it. Up until that episode, you're not going to think anything of her part until you get to that big showcase. You
3: know, and which is she second has, like, episodes. she's probably the only one with a real character arc, too, because she's not playing somebody who's who's real. She's a composite character. So I feel like she's <laughs> right. got this huge character arc that, like, other ones... I mean, there are character arcs for the other people, but it, yeah. it's bigger because you can go bigger.
5: You're right, Megan. Like Ninja- Gloria
3: Steinem. Yeah.
5: Rose has her like we just said, Rose has her claim to fame with um the the TV academy. They know who she is. She's constantly in these comedy movies. she's uh, she's playing a legend, like and her episodes like are concentrated at the beginning. I think i I think it's the smart move to pick her. I wonder if Margot gets snubbed. I know she won't be, but like it's just like <laughs> everyone's placing so much like emphasis, like, okay, well, she's a lock. We've been saying that even before Mrs. America before we even had a trailer for it. So I'm just, like it's those obvious ones that we, assume, like, yeah. you know, those are the people that tend to miss. I'm not saying she's going to, but it's just food for thought.
3: Well hey, I'm we not, are, not are estimating you're... Tracy Allman,
5: yeah, who is also
3: beloved, which I, I had been picking her, but then now I'm just wondering because I'm not seeing her in the conversation as much and I feel like she hasn't been, I don't know, in the conversation, but she's, mm-hmm. I think, is the best supporting actress on it.
5: But she plays a controversial, a slightly controversial character versus um, Rose Byrne, who Gloria Steinem, like, I doubt that many people in the TV Academy have an issue with Gloria Steinem in 2020. Mm. Yeah.
0: You know, I I really liked Uzo in in the series. I just didn't pick her because she has that big showcase in episode three. And then she kind of appeared on the edges for the rest of the series.
3: Right. Yeah. I 100% agree. I thought she was great, and I needed more of her. And But I do think they love Uzo, too. So that's why. I kind of, I'm picking based on who do they love the most.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they love this whole cast.
3: Right. So it's so hard. It's just throwing a dart pretty much at a name, and you're probably right. <laughs>
2: All right. This is definitely going to be a bloodbath, this category. Oh, <laughs> well, boy. Someone's definitely getting snubbed, that's for sure. Moving over now to movie-limited actor. All right, Megan. For this category, there are five nominees.
3: Who do you have? Okay. Well, Mark Ruffalo, I know this much is true, has to be in there. Um Aaron Paul, El Camino. Um Hugh Jackman, Bad Education has to be in there. Um, Jeremy Irons for Watchmen. And then I'll go with um, Jeremy Pope for Hollywood.
4: Wow. Oh, wow. That's a surprise. Michael? Yeah, well, you can imply by that. I don't have Jeremy Pope for Hollywood. But the person I do have, I don't feel very confident about. And that's Russell (laughs) Crowe for The Loudest Voice, the show that apparently was on last summer, (laughs) but no one watched, and then he won a Golden Globe for it. So I guess the Hollywood Foreign Press Association watched it. I think it is going to be Russell Crowe. But looking at the other contenders here, I don't know if any of you watched The Plot Against America, I think it's one of the three best shows from this past season. And Morgan Spector just broke my heart on that show. So I would love to see him in there. But, you know, common knowledge seems to be that, you know, number six here is Paul Mescal from Normal People. Chris Evans is also up there for Defending Jacob. So I think you have four locks. And then anything goes for the fifth. And I'm just having to say Russell Crowe because he has that Golden Globe.
3: I almost
5: picked him, too. So who's the lock? Um, who's the fourth lock? So you had Mark, Hugh, Aaron, and who is the fourth lock?
4: Irons, Jeremy Irons.
3: Jeremy
5: Irons. <sighs> See, like, I, okay, I assume it's my turn since Michael went. in. Yep. Brought, brought in order. Um, I want I want to predict Jeremy Irons so bad because I love what he does on Watchmen. I love his storyline. Um, but I I am going with Mark, Hugh, Aaron, Paul, um, Russell Crowe, which I hated that show. Um, and I actually had Jeremy Pope in my lineup too. Um, he is a ray of light and I think that, um, he, uh, I think this would be an op- a good opportunity to recognize him for the Academy.
2: Tom. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm I have Ruffalo, Jackman, Paul and irons. I'm going to go with Russell Crowe because of the globe. You're, I mean, um, you, that's very persuasive, Michael. Um, but I think there's a lot, also a lot of people who, um, uh, really love normal people. And I think Paul Mescal really has a chance here. I mean, the, the funny thing about this year is that I suspect that a lot of, there'll be a lot of surprises because people are stuck at home and Emmy voters can see a lot more than they normally do. They could, you know, they usually check off all the familiar names. They may not this year. And someone like Paul Mescal could go in, but I think I'm, I think I'm still going to go with Crow for that fifth slot.
2: I am actually going to be the risky one, and I am going to say that Paul Mescal gets in over Russell Crowe for The Loudest Voice. I think that show aired too long ago. It has not sustained its buzz and its momentum. I don't think people are necessarily talking about it. No. And yeah, I mean, it was between that or Chris Evans for defending Jacob, and I don't know if uh, Apple TV, despite their constant promotion of that show and Chris Evans being the big star that he is, I just don't know if um, Apple TV is ready to kind of break in. Well, we'll 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 get to another Apple TV show later on, but for now, with defending Jacob, I, I just don't know if it gets in here necessarily. So I'm gonna go with Paul Mescal.
0: Right.
5: Cool. Well. So, what I was going to say was, I think um, I think the voters will will have watched Hollywood. I think that's one show that a lot of the actors will have taken the time to sit through, and they probably enjoyed it more than Twitter has. So that's why I think Jeremy Pope is uh, um, he why he sticks out to me here. And um, I, I think that across the board, we should remember that um, a, a lot of people are going to like Hollywood, even though, A lot of the people we run run in the same circles with didn't.
2: All right. Once again, another category hindered by the fact that there are five nominees and not six, seven, eight. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see what happens there. All right. Movie limited actress in a lead role. Megan, who do you have?
3: Okay, uh, Regina King for Watchmen, Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America, Merritt Weaver for Unbelievable, Caitlin Deaver for Unbelievable, and I think it's either going to be Kerry Washington or I think I'm going to go with Shira Haas for Unorthodox. I think Kerry Washington will probably get that last slot for Little Fires Everywhere, but that's what I'm going with.
4: Yeah, you know, Megan, I'm so glad you said that because... I'm gonna read down, even though they're the same, just to explain my thinking here. Cate Blanchett, Regina King, and Shira Haas. I think unorthodox hit exactly at the right time. It was right as people were starting to stay home, mm-hmm. and you watched that show. You were sucked into it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a you know community that I know about. You know, people have to understand that the Orthodox Jewish community is very broad, and there are different sects in there. And this is a. Very, very different group of orthodox than many people have ever had exposure to. But I think once you see that story, it's gripping. So I think they're the three. And then you have the two women from Unbelievable and the two women from Little Fires Everywhere. And it could be both get in from one show or one gets in from each show or they're both shut down. And something really weird happens. <laughs> and I can't choose between Curry and Reese. And I do think one of them will get in, but I don't know which one. So I'm just leaving them out and seeing what happens, and I'm putting both women from Unbelievable in there.
5: Brian? who yeah, this was hard. Um, so, um, as a preface, um, whenever I watched Octavia Spencer's show, Self Made, um, a few <laughs> a week, a few months ago, I thought, no way does she miss for this. Like with someone like her, so this story, what she gets to do in this show. And I am struggling to find uh, somebody to knock out and put in her place because it's such a um, a dense category. Um, with that being said, I it, because there's only five slots, it is so hard to predict this one. Um, and for that reason, I don't think that um, Haas from Unorthodox will break into those five slots. Like there are a lot of heavyweight, famous famous actress, actresses in big shows uh, that the Emmys are familiar with. like I, So that's my reason for leaving her off. Um, my five that I've predicted are Blanchett, King, Weaver, Witherspoon, and Washington. Um, I do have this gut feeling. So I love Carrie Washington, um, but I have this gut feeling that she's going to be the one to get axed, and Reese will get the nomination, which Reese, uh, I, I can't argue with that. She has three monumental roles this year she should be nominated for something um mm-hmm. but and then there's caitlin Dev- there's caitlin i don't it's it's tough but um i'm gonna predict carrie but i i i just have this gut feeling like you know there's like a cloud of rain following me and carrie washington won't get nominated so that's my rambling top five Whew.
2: tom
0: this is tough um uh- King and Blanchett, I think we're all agreed, will be, will be in. Um, I have both Weaver and uh, Caitlin Deaver in for Unbelievable. That's the only one I have, two uh, from the same series. And Shira Haas, I think, and I've convinced me, this is, I mean, he's, she's so good in this. Uh, Washington, I'm not going for because she's competing against herself in this category. She mm-hmm. also starred in uh, American Sun or Broadway uh, role that uh, they did for Netflix. So I don't know. I don't know whether there'll be enough American Sun fans to take away from uh, Little Fires Everywhere. And and Reese, I'm getting a little bit of Reese Witherspoon weariness here. Uh, (laughs)
1: Let's
0: take a break. So, uh, King Blanchet, Weaver Deaver, and Haas for me.
2: I am too going with the Weaver Deaver combination. King <laughs> Blanchet front runners, and I too am going with Shira Haas. I agree with Michael that if people watched this show, and they saw this performance, this is one of those things where. Kind of like Jarell Jerome in When They See Us. It's like, how do you leave her off? <laughs>
4: yeah. How? I, I think <laughs> that's a great comparison.
1: Yes. <laughs> and
4: people have seen her before. This was like her big breakthrough for, you know, American audiences. But she's been acting for a while on an Israeli show that's been on Netflix. It's called Stizel. And, you know, all my fellow Jewish friends, you know, I haven't seen it yet myself, but they've been watching Steisel for years. And when I was telling them about Unorthodox, they were saying to me, oh, yeah, Shira House from Steisel. So people sort of know who she is if they've been watching that show. And to see that performance and her breakout in this big way, I know she's been doing a lot of campaigning and interviews while she's been at home. So I I think it would be a richly deserved nomination for her.
2: All right. Time to move over now to TV movie at this point. Megan, what are you predicting for TV movie? Five nominees.
3: Uh, Bad Education for sure. El Camino for sure. Um, I'll say American Son uh, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings because I feel like a Dolly Parton movie always seems to like get in in this category or it's, like, something <laughs> somewhere and then I'll pick uh, Patsy and Loretta too
4: Okay, Michael? Super close I don't have Dolly but I do have Kimmy Schmidt mm-hmm. I almost put her in too Ryan? <laughs> Same as Michael Tom?
0: Same as Michael <laughs>
1: Ah uh,
2: Yes, same. <laughs> I, I like that compelling uh, Dolly Parton pitch there, Megan. I really do.
3: She does like didn't she do code of many colors got in like years ago?
0: Yes. Like, yes.. Yeah. The only difference is this one's an anthology. It's got like eight different stories in it, according to her songs. So I don't right. know what the plays the same.
3: Mm, that's true
2: all right let's move over to limited series megan five nominees there as well what do you got in limited series
3: okay um so i think Watchmen, mrs america unbelievable the plot against america and uh i don't know it's gonna be like a weird one i feel like this is a weird category um Oh, and um, I Know This Much Is True has to get in.
2: Does it have to? Really?
3: I think I loved I Know This Much Is True. I feel like but maybe it doesn't get in because I also loved Sharp Objects and I thought that was going to win everything. And <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, 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 old wounds.
2: We do like our HBO shows over here.
5: Yeah. Let's
4: see. Michael, what do you have? You no, know, I, I will say, personally speaking here with I Know This Much Is True, that's typically the type of show I would binge my way through an HBO limited series with a big star and great reviews. I couldn't even get through the first episode, not because it was bad. It was very well done. I just found it so upsetting and disturbing with the world already falling apart. I was like, I just can't do this right now. Like, <laughs> and,
2: and I'm also going to just say for the record, that's not a Michael thing. That was something that I think was felt by a lot of people with this yeah, show. Yeah,
3: I think so, too. I loved it. I couldn't. I binged it all. Like, I was like, I have to see it all.
2: Because you know me, Michael. Normally, I would hear you say that. I'd be like, just... Toughen up, you baby, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) but but in this case, I have to admit, I think you're right on the ball here because that show hit at
4: the worst possible time. And damn, oh, damn, was it depressing? I mean, spoiler alert, you know, you know, someone gets cancer in the first episode. Someone almost gets hit by a car. You know, there's mental illness. There's so, so much stuff thrown at you in 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, let's you know, hit the pause button here.
2: I think Ruffalo is a good way for them to acknowledge that show. And that's
4: that. I predicted five. I have Watchmen, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Hollywood, and Little Fires Everywhere. And for Little Fires Everywhere, I think this is the opposite of a Hulu show from last year, The Act, where The Act got acting nominations but not the series nomination. I think this gets a series but not the acting.
5: Ooh, which doesn't follow logically um for me. But uh, like, I, I don't know. I feel like you have to pick either. Uh, unorthodox here if you're picking unorthodox and actress and vice versa
4: i know and i it doesn't i hope make sense. i hope it gets in unorthodox i really do but you know they went from no no they never had six for limited series it was always five so it's just a, another good year for them look when unorthodox plot against america aren't even considered here for top five you know it's a very good year yeah
2: all right uh so ryan do you have yours
5: Yep, Um, Watchmen, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Little Fires Everywhere, and Hollywood.
2: Tom,
0: those are my five as well. I was the uh, Unbelievable was on uh, on Unorthodox was on the bubble for for me, Um, but I think it may be an actress play, and uh, Little Fires Everywhere has been read by a lot of people, and I think that that
2: will be enough to get it into the fifth slot. Watchmen, Mrs. America, Unbelievable. The plot against America
4: and normal people. Well,
1: wow. mm. that's only lit.
4: Ryan Murphy has a stronghold on these people. <laughs> the man, listen,
2: Michael, the guy is only human. He can make a bad show that misses every once in a while. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but this was a good show. People liked. Did they? Yeah, only people really did people like did. Hollywood.
3: I've heard only mixed things from people.
4: Correct. From the critics. I've
2: I've talked to people who are really hooked on Hollywood. Yeah, but do you talk to the people that vote, Michael? (laughs) Have you? I've heard buzz. (laughs) From people who vote. Let me put it to you this way. Megan has talked to people that vote. Am I correct, Megan? Yes. And I've heard from people like Megan what they are liking is what I'm saying.
3: (laughs) Well, actually, they probably, um, Joey's probably talked more to the people who have voted. I just feel like just in general that, like, uh, the... I, I just mixed across the board. Like critics are mixed on it, and also people, like normal people, feel like I've, I've talked to normal people who are just like, I don't know how I feel about this show.
0: Can I raise and for a second, I'm a voter.
3: Oh yeah, Tom. Yes.
4: Uh-oh. Yeah, we're Can talking like there's some you know foreign creatures, and here we are. Yeah,
1: right.
0: <laughs> you don't have to talk to people who does talk to people who vote. I'm here, and I voted for Hollywood. There you go. There you go. Point
1: proven <laughs> from
3: the team.
0: Put it to
2: rest. <laughs> All right, let's move over now to drama guest actor. Six nominees here.
3: James Cromwell for Succession. Um, I feel like This Is Us always has like Ron Cephas Jones will probably get in. And then Gerald McGraney for This Is Us will probably get in. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Scott for Black Mirror, which will be like a consolation prize for not getting in for Fleabag. And then, um, wait, so there's six here. Oh, then I yeah, think um, Christopher Maloney for The Handmaid's Tale. Um, and I got one more now. Um, Robert Forster for Amazing Stories.
4: Wow. Okay. Michael. Those last two are good calls. I don't have them, but I respect that. <laughs> I have Ron Cephas Jones for This Is Us, Andrew Scott for Black Mirror, Jason Bateman for The Outsider. Uh, James Cromwell for Succession, Charles Dance for The Crown, and Gerald McRaney for This Is Us. This category's all over the place, Ryan.
5: Um, I have the same as Megan.
4: Okay. Tom.
2: And I have the same as Michael. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Be the
4: tiebreaker, Neglia.
2: It's up to you. Okay, so they like their handsmaiden, uh, handsmaiden. <laughs> they like their Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale actors, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mhm who was the safe choice for me to go with for that? Cause I haven't seen
4: this latest season. Well, it had uh, been Bradley Whitford, but he's supporting now. So yeah. Christopher yeah. Maloney, wasn't was there
5: last year? He, Chris, Christopher Maloney has a really memorable role. Yeah. And arc. He plays a villain and has, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's probably so,
2: all right. So I'm going to go with him for the sixth spot. Uh, Charles Dance, The Crown; James Cromwell, Succession; Jason Bateman, The Outsider; Ron Cephas Jones, This Is Us; and. Did you say Andrew Scott? I too will say Andrew Scott. Yes. Okay.
3: So, so, do you guys think really Jason Bateman for The Outsider? Yeah, he's that's why. Like yeah, barely I totally in do. it.
4: Okay. Yeah, but he's Jason Bateman, and you really get hooked <coughs> to his line in the beginning before things take a turn. I agree.
3: I guess. I don't yeah. know. I just feel like if they look at this, if they're like, oh, other people are are in more episodes than him. and
2: Let me put it to you this way. They like him enough that they gave him best director last year. That's <laughs> true. That's
4: true.
2: They probably like him. I think it's a fair assumption to
4: say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was a great season of Ozark last year, but his particular episode wasn't really anything to write home about.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I also wonder, though, if there was, like, some sort of weird vote splitting or something. Definitely yeah maybe,
2: yeah. maybe, all right, time to move over to drama guest actress
3: <sighs>
2: six nominees, Megan, who do you have?
3: okay, um, I think uh Cecily Tyson has to get in for how to get away with murder. I think she's never not gotten in um uh, cherry Jones for succession, um galicia Prashad for this is us um. I guess Alexis Bledel for The Handmaid's Tale. So I have two more. Uh, um, let's go with... Um, I'm going to go with Harriet Walter for Succession.
2: Ooh, okay. That
0: was a plum part.
3: Yeah. And then um, let's go with Laverne Cox for Orange is the New Black.
4: All right, Michael. Yeah, a little different, but you know we still got a lot of the same people at the top. Cicely Tyson, Alexis Bledel, Felicia Rashad, Sherry Jones... In my final two, I have Pamela Adlon from This Is Us and Jane Lapotier for The Crown. Mm. And Michael, which Sherry Jones performance?
2: Oh, Succession. Okay. Yeah, because she's also in The Handmaid's Tale as well. All right, Ryan.
5: All right. Um, my first one is the guest performance of the year, in my opinion, Alexis Bledel in The Handmaid's Tale. I literally wept um, through that entire episode, like 50 minutes of weeping. Um, So I have Alexis, I have Sherry Jones for for Succession, I have um, Cicely, Jane, um, Laverne, and Pamela. All
1: right.
0: Tom? I've got Sherry Jones for Succession rather than Handmaids, but I have Alexis Bledel for Handmaids, Cicely Tyson, of course. Uh, I have Jane LaPiter for The Crown, and Alicia Rashad and Pamela Adlon for uh, This Is Us.
4: Oh, we match again, Tom
0: oh this is really
4: (laughs) (laughs) did you steal my predictions Cicely Tyson,
2: Alexis Bledel Felicia Rashad Sherry Jones for Succession and my last two uh, I'm going to go with Jane for the crown and uh, last one's tricky Uh, last one's tricky Julie Dredson for The Handmaid's Tale. <sighs>
4: oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. <sighs> she got in last year, right? I don't remember. No, she was not
1: nominated last year.
4: <laughs> she was in contention, but she wasn't
2: nominated. Ah, okay. And like I said, Handmaid's Tale, you know, they just eat up this category all the time.
3: Yeah, they do. All
2: right. Drama supporting actor time, people. Mm-hmm. Megan, you have for this category eight nominees.
3: Okay, I'm going to hold out on my, I'm going to count this on my hands to make sure I get this right. Okay, Kieran Culkin for Succession. Uh, I'm going to go with Matthew Mc, McFadyen for Succession. Too. Hell yeah. Um, Billy Crudup for The Morning Show. Bradley Whitford for The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I'm going to have, I guess, Jonathan Banks will probably get in for Better Call Saul. Um I think Giancarlo Esposito could get in for Better Call Saul, too, because he never won an Emmy for his work before for Breaking Bad. Oh, Tom Pelfrey for Ozark. He has to get in. I love him. Uh, So I have one more. Um, uh, Who am I going to pick? Uh, I cannot pick David Harbour. I just I love him, but I just did not love him in that season. Um, I'll go with Josh O'Connor for The Crown.
4: Okay. Good choice. Megan, that is such a good pick with Josh O'Connor. I wish I had done it, but you're probably be right with that. I have Jonathan Banks, Tom Pelfery, Bradley Whitford, Kieran Culkin, Billy Crudup, Matthew McFadden. Now, these are the final two work. it gets dicey. I do have David Harbour. I've never seen a single episode of Stranger Things. I'm, I'm not interested in I'm like the only person who's ever seen Stranger Things. But apparently I've heard that this most recent season was eh, just fine. But he was the standout from what I understand. And a lot of people in gold derby seem to agree with that mindset. So I have him in there. And Giancarlo I can't talk. Giancarlo Esposito from Better Call Saul. He was so wonderful in Breaking Bad, should have won a couple years ago. But he's hardly in the season. He was much better in season four. So I think he gets checked off on name recognition alone but I would not be surprised to see Josh O'Connor or Mandy Patinkin get in over him.
2: Mandy Patinkin, too, for the final season. Yeah. Mm. It's a good call.
1: Yeah, I wondered if
5: about If
4: we that get too. Mandy Patinkin and Patty LuPone at the Emmys together, oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, magic. Feel, and let's do it over Zoom. <laughs> Ryan?
5: Um, I have Billy Crudup. I have Tom Pelfrey, Jonathan Banks, Kieran Calkin, Bradley Whitford, Josh O'Connor, uh, Mandy Patinkin, and David Harbour. Tom? I've
0: got Banks, Uh, Billy Crudup, Kieran Culkin, and Matthew McFadden for Succession, Tom Pelfrey for Ozark. I have Harbour in, um, Bradley Whitford, and I'm going to go with Mandy, just hoping that he and Patty can get together again.
2: (laughs) All right, I have Billy Crudup, Jonathan Banks, Tom Pelfrey, Kieran Culkin, Bradley Whitford, David Harbour. Mandy Patinkin. And for the last slot, I... My, like, my my heart is with Matthew McFadden. Uh, my gut is saying Josh O'Connor. And I, I'm going to just go with Matthew McFadden because I have a feeling Succession is going to have a very big night.
5: Okay, so I don't disagree, but, like, a, a, a succession had no actors nominated last year. I don't think that, that we're going to go from zero to handmade season two in terms of yeah, well, succession broke not out after the
4: it broke out after the Emmys. It broke out around the time of season two and people were just discovering it and that was before or that was after nominations last year. So I think it's a totally different show one year out.
2: I mean we can also make the same argument for flea bag season two compared to season yes. one. Yeah, yeah.
3: Because I didn't think Fleabag would get in at all for season two because I was, even though I loved, like love, love, love that show, I was just like, well, it didn't get in for season one. That was my logic, and then I was completely but, wrong. And <laughs> Tones well, was
0: a, a a steamroller and took up a lot of categories. Yeah,
3: but
5: that's a false equivalency with Fle- Fleabag. Um, Succession was st- still got a lot of nominations. It got nominated for drama series and one writing last year, yet no actors. I get your points. I just don't think we're going to go from zero to 100 um, over a year. Well, I if they were
4: 100, we'd have Nicholas Braun in there, too. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so
2: true. Yeah, Greg. I love him. <laughs> I love Cousin Greg. And, you know, it's crazy to leave off um, Jeffrey Wright even for Westworld, but that season, right. that's the one I think is going to sink this year.
3: I think yeah. so, too.
2: So. Bloom is off that rose. Yes. All right. Supporting actress time. For this category, we have a total of eight nominees, not a single Game of Thrones lady in sight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown, Julia Garner for Ozark, Meryl Streep for Big Little Lies, uh, Lord Dern for Big Little Lies, Sarah Snook for Succession. I really want Cynthia Erivo for The Outsider because I think she's probably my favorite in this category. I think she's so good on that show. Uh, Janet McTeer for... Ozark, and I think I have one more. Two more. Two more. Oh, no, sorry,
4: one, one
2: more. One sorry. more. Yeah, more. one more.
3: I think that it's probably. I could see them just saying Tandy Newton for Westworld, especially since she had that like press recently where she talked about the what she had to deal with in Hollywood, and I don't know. People might just be like, "I like her."
2: How dare you list eight nominees and one of them isn't Raya Seahorn for Better Call Saul? How dare
4: <laughs> I'm you?
3: Sorry, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> Michael, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah, very similar, uh, but I don't have Cynthia Erivo. I have Rhea Seahorn instead, and I just finished season five of Better Call Saul yesterday. I've been catching up over quarantine. Oh, my God. That woman needs a nomination. Her performance in episode nine of season five. Remarkable, just absolutely remarkable. It's a crime that she hasn't been nominated yet, and she needs to get in this year. But even her aside, looking at the rest of the category, what a lineup here. Like, this is why we watch TV. This is just incredible. Yeah. So, you know, there are no losers, whoever gets in. It's just totally remarkable.
5: Brian? Okay. So I actually made a big change um, just this morning to this category. So I have Helena Bonham Carter. I have Meryl Streep. I have the woman who will not not be snubbed, um, Laura Dern. um, (laughs) (laughs) Julia Garner. (laughs) um, Anne Dowd. um, Yvonne um, Strahovski, Sandy um, Newton, and um, Janet Mcteer. I do not have Rhea Seahorn. I think I, I can only see her. I she, look. I thought she was just like you guys, phenomenal in this season. I because she has she hasn't been nominated thus far, and Better Call Saul has had a very consistent run at the Emmys. It just doesn't seem to me that they're going to nominate her unless Better Call Saul is the main event, and it like in the sense of it would win. You know series and actor and supporting actor and she's just along for the ride. It just doesn't seem right to me. And I think I, I see, I just don't think the Emmys work this way. They don't, they don't necessarily work on merit um, from season to season. Like we, like we think they do. All right, Tom.
0: Well, to placate Matt, uh, Rhea Seehorn up front. I, I, I think she's going to get in, uh, bottom Carter, uh, Laura Dern, Julia Garner, Meryl Streep, Sarah Snook, Janet McTeer, and Cynthia Erivo, I think. Yes.
2: And I have Julia Garner, Helena bottom Carter, Janet McTeer, Sarah Snook, Meryl Streep, Laura Dern, Tandy Newton, and yeah, Rhea Seahorn. Have to do it. I just have so to. So is
4: that everyone with Sarah Snook except Ryan? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Again, like so I <laughs> I was between Tandy Newton and um Sarah Snook and I went back to my principal, okay, well we're not going we're not going to go from 0 to 100 with Succession. Um this is a really competitive category with, you know, how many people in this category have competed at the Oscars, you know, like they're uh, I don't know and I can't I there's not going to be a lineup with eight slots and no I'm a woman of color. There's just not going to be. So I I went with Tandy.
2: All right. Tough call all around, even with eight nominees. Sheesh. Drama actor. For this category, we have six nominees. Oh, boy. Megan, who do you have?
3: <laughs> okay. Jason Bateman for Ozark. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Brian Cox for Succession. Jeremy Strong for Succession. Uh, I think Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us and Billy Porter for Pose.
1: Okay,
4: very very close. Uh, I think this is the year that Sterling K. Brown falls out for This Is Us. I think this is out. Uh, this is Us falls out altogether outside of guest categories.
3: Mm. Instead
4: of him, I have Tobias Menzies for The Crown.
3: That's what I was thinking too. If I didn't have him in there. Mm. Ryan. Oh,
5: I have the same as Megan. Even though I've Debated the Sterling versus Tobias um, uh, last slot uh, this in, this entire time. I, I don't know, but I do want to give a shout out to Jeremy Strong. There's some like negativity around the internet um, concerning him. I think he gave the best male performance of the year in Succession season two, but like there's like this like, negative energy around because like they uh, of people who kind of want him to be snubbed so Brian Cox can win um, and not split the vote. Um, and I'm not here for it. So
2: no, I will not stand for that at all. No, they both deserve to get either. in there. Yeah. yeah, and they both deserve to fight over that trophy as they as their characters would yeah. in real life. <laughs> um, man, Tom.
0: Uh, uh, I I'm the same as Megan and Ryan. I'm really I don't know. I I'm really kind of shaky with Porter and Brown. Uh, and Tobias could get in very easily into one of those slots. But I'm going to stick with what uh, Megan and Ryan have. Bateman, Odenkirk, Strong, Cox, uh, Porter, and Brown.
2: Yeah, I'm going with that as well. I, I'm going to go with the Tobias Menzies miss. And I don't feel good about it, but I just... It, it, it feels right to predict Sterling K. Brown until he just misses one year. And this could be the year, mm-hmm. you know, but... It's very, very obvious that they just adore him. So, yeah. Yeah.
3: and he was on Maisel. So, I wonder if that's like some goodwill there
2: too. Yeah. More to come later.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. It always helps. It always helps. Drama, actress time, everybody. Yay. For this category, we have six nominees. Megan, who are you predicting?
3: Okay. Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Laura Linney for Ozark. Um, I do think Jodie Comer will get in for Killing Eve, since so she won last year. Uh, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, and Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies.
4: Michael, exact same. Ryan.
5: Um, instead of Jodie Comer, I have Viola Davis. Um, you know, deep down, I know what's going to happen. I know Nicole Kidman's going to be snubbed for um for Jodie Comer and Viola Davis both to get in, and it will break my heart. But um. I can't get I can't get there right at this point. So, Killing <laughs> Eve season three sucks. <laughs> Tom? Yes, it does.
0: Yes. Uh, I have the same as uh, Michael and Megan.
2: I have Laura Linney for Ozark, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder, and Zendaya for Euphoria.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. That's a good long shot.
4: Yep.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't feel good about it.
4: Exactly that a long shot.
2: Long shot. Yeah, but it, but I I it, listen. I don't feel good about it at all. But man, if I'm right, I can't wait to get on that podcast and tell you all that I was right. <laughs> I th-
3: I think she'll get in for. um, Well, did she get in for the Golden Globes? Did it come out? Did did that come out before the Golden Globes? Did she get it in? It did come Globes? out
4: before the Globes, but she didn't yeah. get in.
3: She didn't get in. No. How did she not get in for that? Yeah. I forgot. This year has been weird. <laughs>
4: Ask the Golden Globes.
3: <laughs> right.
4: I think we need to give a shout out to Christine Burensky, who is giving the performance of a lifetime on The Good Fight and doesn't seem to get any recognition for it.
5: You know, know if this true. were the t- if this were the tape system and she was nominated and she submitted that first, the premiere, she would probably win. Yeah, I haven't watched it absolutely. yet, but I've
3: heard only good things, and and, it's and people always talk about it. So I don't understand how it's not more in the conversation
2: that's one of those things where it's like the opposite of sterling k brown where you just don't pick her to get in until one year she magically gets in <laughs> yeah Yep. <Yeah.
3: laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> all right drama series time eight nominees here megan tell us who you are predicting
3: okay succession the crown ozark better call saul the morning show pose handmaid's tale And this last one is the hard one. Um, (sighs) I'm going to go with Killing Eve because I think people will just be like, oh, I liked it last year. And they'll just mark that off.
1: All right.
4: Michael? I am going down with the ship. No Killing Eve. But I'm saying Big Little Lies gets (gasps) in there for a season I loved and will defend. And I think that, you know... I think they're going to go for it. I think HBO is going to pull out the big guns here.
3: I hope you're right.
4: Ryan. Agreed. Tom.
2: Agreed. I, uh, I want to agree. I think I do agree. I'm worried about Ryan and I talked about this, uh, off air a little bit. um, I am worried in categories such as directing and best series uh, for Big Little Lies uh, around the negative press that that season received uh, with the controversy surrounding uh, Andrea Arnold yeah. and the handling of uh, her directing the second season. I'm I'm very very worried that it's going to miss in both of those categories um, because of that because honoring the show almost feels like it's a slap in the face
5: to her. Well, thankfully there was no direct submission.
2: Oh, well there you go. <laughs>
3: yeah. I still wonder though if people are just angry about that whole situation and they won't vote for it because of that.
2: That's what that's what I'm that's what I'm worried yeah. about. And Very stranger awesome. things is still popular and it's there, you know, as an option. So
3: Yeah.
2: Um I I I, I you know what? Ah, uh, this is one of those things where I I like my my head is saying you know, you know, why don't I just be that guy and just say Mandalorian? I know.
4: Seriously, that <laughs> yeah, honestly, why not?
2: Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Could you imagine?
4: Services that came out last fall. I have this vision in my mind, even though I predicted the morning show.
1: Mm-hmm. There is
4: a world where it gets a big goose egg on nomination morning because Apple TV Plus, you know, doesn't seem to catch on the way that others do. For sure. Mandalorian, that's all you heard about last fall. Like, it took a while for people to talk about the morning show. I think it was Jennifer Aniston's SAG nominee or the SAG win that got people talking about it.
2: But, but Mandalorian though is more fantasy genre than even Stranger Things is in my opinion. Like, I yeah. mean, it's going really, really hard into like action blockbuster territory, you know? Like, it's in the mix. Yeah, I... All right, you know what? Listen, I'll predict Big Little Eyes, But believe me when I tell you, I don't feel good about it. I definitely feel better picking it than I do to Mandalorian, even if you guys are giving me false confidence right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move over to comedy now. Comedy guest actor time. Megan, for this category, we have six nominees.
3: Uh, Eddie Murphy for Saturday Night Live. Fred Willard for Modern Family, R.I.P. Uh, Luke Kirby for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, I do think John Mulaney will get in for Saturday Night Live. Uh, John Hamm for Curb Enthusiasm. I would really think he will get in. Um, And then I kind of am going to throw a little like wild card and say RuPaul for Saturday Night Live.
4: Ooh, okay. Michael. Okay. before I list my predictions, I'm giving a quick FYC. Carrie Elwes for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was hysterical. So if you want to be creative, I mean, no more FYCs because voting ended. But, you
1: know,
4: <laughs> I guess I'm you know, praying for that to happen because he was fantastic. <laughs> Anyhow, my predictions. I have Eddie Murphy for Saturday Night Live, Luke Kirby for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, John Mulaney for Saturday Night Live, John Hamm for Curb Your Enthusiasm, Zachary Levi for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Jason Alexander for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Jesus Christ that's a lot of Mazel. oh get yeah, ready man it's gonna get worse as we go along I got a problem here
2: Ryan
5: I actually have the same as Michael <laughs> with all the Maisel
4: wow yeah
0: Tom uh, I have them all I don't have Alexander I have Fred Willard instead
4: I felt really bad about not including him but someone had to go unfortunately
0: we're not we're not nominating Fred Willard for Space Force at least
2: no
4: no 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 no, 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 no that no.
0: was
2: dismal And, okay, so I was missing Jason Alexander for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, I actually have uh, Fred Willard and, uh, oh, no, I'm also missing Zachary Levi. Oh, crap, I need to redo this then. Mm. So Okay, so I have Lou Kirby. I have Eddie Murphy. I have John Mulaney. Uh, I'm going to move some things around here. Uh, Fred Willard. Okay. And that leaves me now with, Two left, so we'll go with. Did I already say Zachary Levi? Yeah, not yet. <laughs> I'll say I'll say Zachary Levi, uh-huh. and for the last slot, ah, ah, ah Jason Alexander, god damn it! Okay. So no John Hamm?
0: No John Hamm.
2: Oh. Ah. I loved him in Curb. I have to admit, I really did. You're right. I'll put him in over Jason Alexander.
3: <laughs> and he also gets nominated in guest comedy category a lot too.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm still stunned he didn't win for Kimmy Schmidt.
3: Yeah, me too. He was
4: terrific in that. Huh. All right, guest actress time.
3: <sighs> okay, um, okay, Angela Bassett for a Black Lady sketch show. I feel like I know that's like a long shot, but I feel like that would be a good one. Um. Mm, Judith Light for The Politician, Uh, Wanda Sykes for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Saturday Night Live, Uh, I guess Maya Rudolph for The Good Place, Um, so then I have one more. Um, uh, Let's go with Bette Midler for The Politician.
2: Oh, Politician. All right, Bette Midler. I like it.
4: Who doesn't like Beth Midler, right? Right. Michael? Well, I certainly like Beth Midler, which is why I'm predicting her and Judith Light for the politician. (laughs) I think I'm like the Ryan Murphy defender out here. I love that show. And I think season two was phenomenal. If you haven't seen it yet, go catch up. It's all about them. They go from guest actresses in season one to lead actresses in season two. It's wonderful. So the two of them, then I have Maya Rudolph for The Good Place, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for SNL, Wanda Sykes for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, And Lisa Kudrow for The Good Place. Going double-dipping on The Good Place. Okay.
2: Ryan? I'm down the line, same as Michael. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Tom? Uh, I have slightly different. I've got Wanda Sykes, Maya Rudolph, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, both Judith Light and Bette Midler. And I'm going to go with Valerie Mahaffey for Dead to Me.
4: Oh, she's always great. I liked Mm. her going back to Desperate Housewives years ago. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I've got the two politician ladies. I've got Maya Rudolph. I've got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Wanda Sykes. I just don't know what to do with this last slot. I really don't. I'm like, could someone just pick
4: someone for me? <laughs> you know, Matt, if you want to be different, how about you say Jane Krakowski for Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes,
3: yes, yes, You yes. had
4: a phenomenal episode. <sighs>
3: <She> did. <laughs>
4: yeah, fine. I'll do that. Why not? I asked for it, didn't I? I think she could get in. I just think Lisa Kudrow being there, you know, she's an Emmy's darling, so yeah her in a good place it is a good combination but i would love to see jane krakowski there
2: a so it's a good place to be <laughs>
1: all
4: right you know what fingers crossed for this category if we're getting the potential patty and mandy reunion i want the bernadette peters and mandy Patinkin reunion as well and she's on zoe's extraordinary playlist so yeah. if anyone's listening you know let's make that happen too we'll get sunday in the park with george going over zoom <laughs> comedy
2: supporting actor Megan there are eight nominees God help us all in this category
3: <laughs> uh, okay Dan Levy for Schitt's Creek I really really hope he gets in Tony Shalhoub for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Marsha Ali for Rami um I think James Marsden for Dead to Me I think he's gonna get in um Nicholas Holt for The Great um I do... Okay, Alan Arkin for the Kaminsky method. Okay, so then I have two more. Oh, Sterling... K. I, did I mention Sterling King Brown? Nope. No, Not Sterling King Brown from Maisel. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then I have one more. Um, ugh, I would really like to see Michael Zegan get in for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, so I'll just say him.
4: Okay, Michael? And you thought I had a Maisel problem before. Get ready for this. <laughs> I have... <laughs> Tony Shalhoub for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Dan Levy for Schitt's Creek. Sterling K. Brown for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Keenan Thompson for SNL. Alan Arkin for The Kaminsky Method. Michael Zegan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Leroy McLean for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <gasps> and Louis Anderson for Baskets.
3: Oh, yes. I love all of these. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Ryan? I actually have the same as Megan. Wow. Yeah. Tom?
0: And I have the same as Megan.
3: <laughs> so no you guys didn't pick Keenan Thompson either. No. Little-
0: oh I I didn't oh okay. Oh, I do I do have Keenan Thompson. Uh I have Shaloub, Dan Levy, uh, Alan Arkin, Brown, Keenan Thompson, Michael Zegan, uh Mahersha Ali,
2: and James Morrison.
3: Okay. Who did I pick? Oh, I had Nicholas Holt.
2: Okay. So instead of James Morrison, I, I too have Nicholas Holt. Otherwise I have the exact same lineup that you do, Tom.
4: So, I'm the only one who has Leroy McLean for Mazel.
3: Oh, that's such a good pick. Oh, I would love for him to get in.
4: Yeah, he was wonderful. And I think a lot of the emotional arc of that season is around his character. And,
3: you
4: know, he's just such a force in nature on that show. You know, he spices things up after seasons one and two, which are wonderful in themselves. But, you know, he comes in and it's just totally different energy. He has a beautiful singing voice. And I know you have. Mahershala is the Oscar winner, two-time Oscar winner, and he's great on Rami. James Marsden playing twins undead to me is fantastic. Hey, I wish Noah Reed gets in there for Schitt's Creek. You know that would be terrific. You know it's a really strong category this year, but I think I I think Schitt's Creek is going to do very well. Uh, We'll talk about that in our next episode when we predict winners. But I think when you have this huge bench of supporting actors for Maisel. I think it's going to be like the Game of Thrones of this year.
3: Mm. Very,
2: very possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Supporting actress time. Eight nominees. Once again, Megan.
3: Okay. Alex Borstein for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think Jane Lynch for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Maren Hinkle for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Betty Gilpin for glow, Annie Murphy for Shit's Creek. Okay. That's five. Um, This is where I'm like not sure. Okay, maybe Kate McKinnon. I think if they do Kate McKinnon, it's they're just like name checking because I think she's wonderful. But I just feel like this SNL season was weird because of COVID. Um, Then you know what? I'm gonna throw in Emily Hampshire for Schitt's Creek, and then my last one. Um, I really want this to happen. I don't know if people. Uh, Yvonne Orgy for Insecure.
4: Okay. Ooh, yay! That's a good pick.
2: And also, I know we've moved on to another category, but I did want to give a shout out in the last category to Mark
4: Maron uh, really quick. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. Michael, what do you have for supporting actress? I have Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Jane Lynch for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maren Hinkle for The Marvelous (laughs) Mrs. Maisel. Kate McKinnon for uh, SNL. Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek. Darcy Carden for The Good Place. I am praying so hard for this one. I've been waiting three years for it to happen, and it better happen this time. Rita Moreno for One Day at a Time. (sighs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. And Emily Hampshire for Schitt's Creek. Then again, Rita
2: Horn also has not been nominated for four seasons in a row. So who knows? Maybe you're right, Michael. Maybe this
4: will be Rita's year. Remember, Matt, this was the season. It moved off of Netflix after it was canceled, and there was a huge campaign to get it back, and it ended up on the Pop Network with the help of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yep. Ryan?
5: All right. I have Alex Borstein, um, Annie Murphy, Kate McKinnon, Jane Lynch, Marion Hinkle, Betty Glimpin, um, Darcy Carden, and um, I'm Yvonne. I'm so glad that you said her, Megan. I think Insecure is going to um, perform really well um, this year. I really it hope had it, does. it had a stellar season, um, an especially stellar season. And I've seen um, the the important people from Insecure kind of shoot shoot up in the Gold Derby odds. So. I'm. I'm hoping. Me too. Tom.
0: Uh, I have Alex Borstein, Jane Lynch, Maren Hinkle for Mrs. Maisel, Kate McKinnon, and I think you're right. It is maybe a name check kind of uh, uh, thing for Kate this year, but we'll see. Uh, Annie Murphy for Shits Creek, uh, Betty, uh, Betty Gilpin for Glow, Darcy Carden for The Good Place, and I'm really torn on the last one, torn between. Um, Emily Hampshire for Schitt's Creek and Lauren Graham for Zoe. Uh, Go with Emily. Yeah, I think I think Schitt's Creek is going to just going to uh, roll through, and I think she'll get carried along with it. Emily, then
2: she's so good too. Yeah, I have Emily as well. I've got Yvonne, Betty Gilpin, Jane Lynch, Annie Murphy, Marin Hinkle, Alex Borstein, Eddie Murphy. Who did I say? No, I said Annie Murphy. and like eddie murphy no wrong category his daughter oh and i think i'm oh i'm missing one i guess see the kate mckinnon thing makes sense from a name check perspective but i like cardin for the good place too i think that's a good pick uh i'll go with the name check for uh kate mckinnon I, i but i don't feel good about it all right comedy actor time
3: Okay, Larry David for Curb Enthusiasm. I think he's going to win, actually. Um, yes, I think that, yeah, I'm just saying that I just think this is his year. Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek. Ted Danson for The Good Place. Rami, Youssef for Rami. Don Cheadle for Black Monday. And then I'm going to go with Ricky Gervais for Afterlife.
4: Uh, that's a really good one. I predicted him last year and it didn't happen. So I've like, been burned since that And now he's probably going to get in this time because I'm not predicting him. Uh, Well, everyone will be happy to know I'm not predicting anyone from Mrs. Maisel here. Well, I mean, you (laughs) can't. (laughs) But I do have Eugene Levy from Schitt's Creek. Larry David from Career Enthusiasm. Ted Danson for The Good Place. Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method. Rami Youssef for Rami. And Don Cheadle for Black Monday. Okay. Ryan? All
5: right. I have Eugene Levy, um, Steve Carell. Ted Danson, Larry David. I'm sorry.
2: Wait, wait. Did you say Steve Carell? <laughs>
5: <laughs> am I not allowed to say? Am I not allowed to say Steve Carell for for Space Force? Yes. I mean,
2: oh, wow. Great. I do oh, think that sure. could
3: happen. I think it's a good pick.
2: No, I just like I wasn't expecting anyone to actually say that on here. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, okay. Cool. Either. Keep keep going, Ryan. Seriously. But like,
5: whoa. whoa. I'm a ballsy guy. So, um, <laughs> Eugene, Steve, Ted Danson, Larry David, Rami Youssef, and Don Cheadle. Tom. I had
0: the same as Michael. Uh, uh, Libby, uh, Danson, Yousef, David, Douglas and Chidi.
2: God damn it. Ryan, you've got me. You got me worried now. I'm thinking about Steve. He's on my mind. Okay. (laughs) Ryan's like, do whatever you want. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's
5: exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I'd be a big boy.
2: I am going to, wow, uh, you give me false confidence here. Don Cheadle, Rama Youssef, Larry David, Ted Danson, Eugene Levy, and I'm going to predict Steve Carell over Michael Douglas. Oh, my Lord. So
4: what, what did Michael Douglas do to hurt everyone?
2: I that know. show sucks. I, that is a great show. I love the Kaminsky Method. I'm glad that you love it. It sucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm surprised you didn't say Ben Platt. Oh, I would oh, love to see Ben Platt I would there.
5: love Ben Platt to be nominated. Like He is so good in that show, but uh, I mean, yeah. Not yet.
4: Matt, you know me too well. You know I'm automatically going to drift to you know the Jewish stars, or Sons of Stars. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and then when they don't get in, you'll be wrong. Okay. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is going to get in. Come on. It's Michael Douglas. Kirk cool. just died. It's Michael Douglas.
2: Uh-huh. Listen, last year it made sense. This year, Mm. All right. Six nominees for comedy actress. Megan, what do you have?
3: Okay. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan for Maisel. Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. Christina Applegate for Dead to Me. I think Linda Cardellini for Dead to Me. Issa Rae for Insecure. And then this last one is the one that I'm like, uh, I'm going to go with Elle Fanning for The Great. Oh,
4: man. Michael. I'm swapping out Elle Fanning for Pamela Adlon.
3: I that's things. what I'm yeah that's what I'm struggling with.
4: Ryan,
5: okay so, Merritt Weaver in Run, she gave a phenomenal performance and she's Merritt Weaver. Um, HBO canceling the show um, in the middle of Emmy voting uh, is ballsy. Uh, before it had HBO not canceled the show, I would be predicting her confidently. But I don't know. It's probably it's probably like stupid of me to continue to predict her. But I think I'm going to. I'll say Catherine O'Hare, Rachel Brosnahan, Christina Applegate, Issa Rae, uh, Linda Cardini and um, Merritt Weaver. Ugh. What, do, I mean, what do you guys think about Merritt Weaver? Or we can talk about that. I just
2: Ryan, I was her. so on board with predicting her until the show got canceled. Yeah,
5: but I mean, but sh- sh- she's Merritt Weaver. And I mean, there a lot of voting happened before it got cancelled. So, I mean, in regardless, does it does the fact that it got canceled mean voters like immediately said, "Oh, well, I'm not going to nominate her." If they did watch the show and like if they do like her, which they do, and they've given her like, you know, how many wins? Like,
0: but I have heard from I've heard from people who watch the show that the quality of the show declined as the uh, oh did from. it ever
2: yeah <laughs> well that finale was a mess
5: but she yeah. was phenomenal like throughout like I'm not disagreeing
2: with you Ryan I I, I definitely would pick put her in here on merit but
3: <laughs> merit
2: I know <laughs> but I just. Nam me, Nami me that got canceled in its first year and managed to get a big nomination like that. Seven seconds. Yeah. Oh, God damn it.
5: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll be, I'll be the loser who predicts Steve Carell and Merritt Weaver here. How about that? All
2: right, fine. I'll, and i'll and I'll predict Steve Carell and not Merritt Weaver, so I'll be half loser. So <laughs> we'll go with that. Tom?
0: Oh, I wish i could could predict Elle Fanning. She's so good in the great. I do get the feeling that it hasn't really penetrated. That show hasn't really penetrated any voters yet, but I think it will. I think it's one of those things where it'll pick up greatly in season two for voting. So I'm going to go with Pamela Adlon. It's
2: a really, really good call there, uh, Tom. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, um, but I'm going to predict her. Uh, so I have Catherine O'Hara, Rachel Brosnahan, Christina Applegate, Linda Cardellini, uh, Issa Rae, and Elle Fanning. Mm. But I I I definitely hear what you're saying. I I agree that it does seem like like succession almost, you know, Uh, the year prior where it maybe just takes a little bit of time for it to ramp up a bit and get on people's minds. Though we are living in the time of covid where people have supposedly watched everything. So,
1: yeah,
2: it would be very nice. And then our final category of the evening, eight nominees for best comedy series, Megan
3: Schitt's Creek. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Good Place, Dead to Me, Insecure, uh, Rami. And then I have one more. Um, uh, I'll say uh, The Great.
4: And I'll skip ahead. I have the exact same eight. Oh, wow. Michael? I don't have The Great. And I'm really hesitant to do this because it didn't get in last year, and that was seen as a surprise. But I'm giving them one more shot this time around. Instead of the grade, I have the Kaminsky method.
2: It didn't get in for a reason, Michael. (laughs) Uh
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Ryan? I have the same. I, yeah.
2: As Michael or as Megan and I? Uh,
5: As Michael. Uh, Okay.
2: Tom?
0: I have Schitt's Creek, Mar- Mrs. Maisel, Good Place, Curb Your Enthusiasm,
2: Dead to Me, Rami, Better Things. Ooh. And I like that mention for Better Things. Yeah. So no one's picking Modern Family, huh? No. Alas. <laughs> Sayonara. And also, too, <laughs> it would be the coolest freaking thing in the world if what we do in the shadows got in.
3: <laughs> that would be pretty cool
2: that would be even better than the great getting in my opinion that would just be freaking amazing <laughs> all right well uh that does it that's all the categories for the emmys this year we'll have to wait and see what happens obviously uh one week from today but uh why don't we uh just kick around some ideas really quick uh has anyone got any thoughts on the writing and directing categories we don't have to really do anything formal necessarily but uh you know, because then we're going to start getting into cinematography and editing and like everything else. And it's like, let's 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 wrap things up a bit here. Anyone have any <laughs> shout outs?
0: I voted in the uh, writing categories and I had most of the major drama series, but I saved a fifth slot for The Good Fight.
2: Aww, oh, Tom, really? look at you. Yeah.
5: So, oh, I'm,
2: I'm a valiant cool. warrior.
0: There
5: we go. <laughs> <laughs> they really did deserve it.
4: Michael? I want to give a shout out to Lynn Shelton for Little Fires Everywhere. I hope she gets in for directing a limited series TV movie. I
2: think that really could happen. I would not be surprised.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah.
2: yeah. Even if Little Fires Everywhere is not uh, a huge performer, that's a nomination that I would. I would almost expect that to happen.
3: Yeah. She directed some. Uh, she directed The Morning Show, an episode of The Morning Show, too.
4: Yeah, she directed a yeah. lot of. TV.
3: And she Glow, too. Dickinson, yeah. Dickinson. Like, she's everywhere. She was everywhere.
2: I don't have the submissions in front of me. Can someone just tell me, really quick, which episode for Better Call Saul did they submit? They always uh, submit a
0: lot. I think it was Bagman.
2: If they submitted Bagman, that's a real threat to win. Yeah, absolutely. For, like, the final shot alone. And Vince Gilligan has never won uh, for directing. That's insane. That, yeah, that is insane. absolutely insane. Or for writing, might I add, too. It's even more insane. Yeah, for both Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad. So that's just something to, something to keep in mind uh, for that category.
4: Who else do we have? Uh, you know, just going through Space Force, we have for comedy actors. Some people put Steve Carell. Look, I don't think that's going to show up anywhere else. Neither do we, apparently. But, you know, I saw some people predicting John Malkovich for a supporting actor. Any idea of that happening? <laughs> if I did, I would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. I just heard more people saying his name than Steve Carell's name, so maybe that's a surprise. Well, uh, also, in the supporting comedy, you have Kevin Pollack and Caroline Aaron from Mrs. Maisel, who I would love to see pop in there, but I know they're yeah. heavily populated with Mrs. Maisel this season, so it probably won't happen, but they just kill me every time they appear on screen. You know, Michael, I was trying to keep this to directing and writing, just an FYI. Oh well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, All the Maisel and writing and directing, let's go with that.
5: Okay. Yeah, we're in an hour and a half here, so. <laughs> I I would really love um, to see uh, David E. Kelly nominated for the writing of the finale um, for Big Little Lies. Oh, I think that's going to happen. But, uh, so, I really, but like, you know, okay, flashback, like 30 minutes, you said it maybe punished in the writing. I, the
2: I book, said directing course. and series, I didn't say writing ok.
5: well, regardless, I think that finale um is really strong on two different levels. It's very traditional and establishmenty type of writing, which I love it fires on all cylinders. It gets just about every like every it hits every market needs to as a seri- as a season finale and a possible series finale. Um, the courtroom dialogue is just unbelievable. I really would love for um, him to get in. I'm I can't say I'm confident that he'll get in, but I hope he gets in.
2: Oh, I think he's going to get in.
5: I hope
2: I think I think they really, really love that show. I think they really love him. Yeah, I I feel pretty good about it. And it's a well-written episode, too. Yeah, -hmm. it helps. Definitely helps. Do we think there's going to be any double nominees uh, in directing or writing for uh, shows? I mean, I mean, you had Game of Thrones nominated for three last year in directing. You know, do we think anything's going to pop up twice or even three times?
3: succession I would think for writing yeah they only submitted one I think
2: I thought they only submitted the finale yeah
3: oh really they, uh,
2: they, yeah they, the smart shows
0: only submit one in writing <gasps> the HBO shows um
5: I I think the crown will get um I think that they submitted two in um directing I think I think that that has a good chance Ozark I know submitted more than one
2: which episode from Ozark? because uh, I'm like torn between honestly episode 9 and 10
5: um, I don't know mm-hmm. off the top of my head but they so I think that they they submitted episode 4 for directing for sure um, where he's in the, the prison pit um, yeah that makes sense I'm sure that the finale is there too um, I don't know does anybody have the ballots up no they, once you vote it goes away oh okay well bummer Regardless, we'll. See, I think if there are double nominations, it will one of the uh, Ozark is a good um, is a good opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts before we go? I think there'll be lots of
0: upsets.
5: Yeah, there will be.
2: I will be very curious to see what quarantine has done to the voting. I want you know to Tom's point in terms of upsets. Are we going to see some more obscure nominees that we normally would not see and, you know, in favor of the big heavy hitters? But, you know, could they fall by the wayside this year because people actually got a chance to see the shows? You know, I, I like I said uh, at the top of the show, it feels like we've been watching more TV this year than we have in our entire lifetimes combined.
5: <laughs> yeah. So I, I, to answer that question, I don't think so, but we'll see. OK.
2: All right. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. Michael, where can they find you on the internet?
4: You can find me on Twitter at mschwartz95. Ryan?
5: You can find me on Twitter at rcs818. Tom? You can find me on Twitter at Thomas E. O'Brien.
2: And our guest, Megan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for sharing your pics with us. Where can they find you and your work on the internet?
3: You can find me on Twitter at heydudemig, and thank you so much for having me. This is great.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our nomination predictions for the 2020 Emmy Awards here on the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcasts podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always and we shall see you all next time.